welcome back to Cinema Wellman. I am your host, David. And um, you're joining me today for a segment we're going to call Made from TV Movies. We're going to look at some of the best and worst films that were adapted from beloved TV series. Now, movies were here first, that's for sure. Movies burst onto the scene in the mid-1890s, and we had to wait about a half a century for television to burst onto the scene after that. Um, This timeline has not prevented the elder entity, elder sibling, from poaching their uh, younger sibling of sorts in search of box office hits over the years. Believe it or not, this practice started in the late 40s, early 50s with movies based on the television shows Captain Video and his Video Rangers and The Lone Ranger. There's a lot of rangers there. Um, While TV was still in its infancy, it has continued to this day with mixed and sometimes dubious results. Um, Today we're going to look at the best and worst made from TV movies for the first time in Cinema Wellman history. The list will not be uh, top 10, bottom five. The reason being that there were not enough quality films to fill out a top 10. Um, the bottom five, on the other hand, had plenty of worthy candidates. I easily could have done a bottom 10. In order to be eligible for inclusion on the list, the movie needed to be based on a TV show that I watched. Seems like a simple requirement, but it resulted in a couple of movies being omitted from this list that you may have expected to see here. In those cases, I either never watched the show or missed the movie or both. Here are some made-from-TV movies that I won't be talking about today. The Beverly Hillbillies, Baywatch, The Honeymooners, The Dukes of Hazard, The A-Team, Fantasy Island, The Flintstones, Bewitched, 21 Jump Street, Chips... Twin Peaks, SWAT, or The Addams Family. This is admittedly a difficult list to put together. To make the top 10, I had to like both the show and the movie on which it was based. The bottom five also includes shows that I liked. Unfortunately, I was let down by their film adaptations. I've decided not to include any TV shows that spawned major movie franchises such as Star Trek or Mission Impossible. There are simply too many movies in those series that are way too much alike to be differentiated to my satisfaction. Uh, If you insist on their inclusion, put them at number eight and nine. You pick the order. I didn't want them there in the first place. Uh, There will also be no movies on this list based on sketches from Saturday Night Live. That will be an entire top 10, bottom five episode in the future. Fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your opinions of SNL, there are plenty to choose from. Uh, That may be another episode for which I won't be able to muster up a top 10. Time will tell. Well, we will begin as we always do, and that's with the bottom five. Number five in the bottom five from 2022 is The Munsters. Based on the television show of the same name that ran for three seasons, 1964 to 1966, total of 70 episodes. Now, not too much depth on this one since it made the bottom five in November's top 10 bottom five episode. That would be season one, episode 21, if you're keeping score at home. So no need to pile on. Suffice to say that this movie was pretty much the same as watching one of the more boring episodes of the show. One of the reasons why beloved shows rarely make it on the screen is the fact that it's very difficult to replace the beloved actors and actresses that created those characters uh, 
putting them in the movie. It's hard to see anyone else as Herman Munster other than Fred Gwynn. Same for someone other than Al Lewis portraying Grandpa Munster. Hard to replace them. Or Yvonne DiCarlo, for that matter. Number four on the list of the bottom five is from 2012, Dark Shadows. Based on the television show of the same name, that ran for six seasons, 1966 to 1971, with a total of a whopping 1,225 episodes. So first of all, the show Dark Shadows was absolute bananas. It was a daily soap opera that just happened to be ultra-gothic, with vampires, ghosts, and even a werewolf. Haunted mansions, the whole bit. I remember watching it after school. It was very popular with teenagers at the time. When my mom saw it, her first response was, what are you watching? This is just like a soap opera. Yep, pretty much just the same as General Hospital or Days of Our Lives, and just as believable at times. What made the show great was exactly what the movie was missing. Turning it into a comedy was a mistake in my mind. Changing the genre from the show to the movie can work, but those winners are few and far between. This could have worked as a soapy melodrama with a touch of camp, but we don't get that. We get Johnny Depp instead, and he unfortunately brings Tim Burton along with him. Number three on the list is from 1998, and it's Lost in Space, based on the television show of the same name that ran three seasons, 1965 to 1968, with a total of 83 episodes. I am a huge fan of the series. It's one of the shows that I own every episode on DVD. Uh, I never saw these episodes first run like several of the shows on this list, but I watched them all once they hit syndication. The first season is in black and white, a la Gilligan's Island, but the two color seasons are superior for the brightness of the colors used in everything from the monsters to the Robinson's family space uniforms. There was the family dynamic part of the story, there was the love story, and of course, everything that was Dr. Zachary Smith. In my mind, one of the greatest characters in television history. We love you, Jonathan Harris. Lost in Space was quite campy at times. It wasn't all serious all the time, not by a long shot. One of the most famous monsters was a giant carrot. Um, the Robinsons went all over the galaxy, interacting with all sorts of aliens along the way. Much cooler than that Swiss family Robinson it was based on. The movie? Well, the movie took all of the fun out of it. All of the fun. This movie is played totally straight and serious. It's like they had never seen the show. I was so excited to see that Gary Oldman was playing Dr. Smith, but not even Oldman could take the place of Jonathan Harris. I was so disappointed after seeing this. I hated getting my hopes up for a movie and then being let down in such an intergalactic way. Number two on the bottom five is from the year 2000, and it's The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Based on the animated television show, The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle and Friends, that ran for five seasons, 1959 to 1964, with a total of 163 episodes. This one hurt. This one hurt a lot. I watched this show religiously as a kid without totally understanding it, 
and revisited it in college, totally understanding it at that point. And I loved everything about it, especially the political satire once I understood it. I was not happy when I heard they were going to make a movie. I was less happy when I read that they were going to Roger Rabbit it and do half animation and half live action. That rarely works, if you ask me. They did assemble a good cast, Robert De Niro, Rene Russo, Jason Alexander, but that's about all they did. The story was insipid, the satire was long gone, and it just made for a total waste of 92 minutes. Both De Niro and Alexander stated in interviews that they only did this movie for the money. That kind of half-assed commitment makes for shitty movies. This is a prime example of that. Which brings us to number one in the bottom five from 1999, Wild Wild West. Based on the television show The Wild Wild West that ran four seasons, 1965 to 1969, with a total of 104 episodes. My sister Vanessa and I totally loved The Wild Wild West. The show chronicling the adventures of James West played by Robert Conrad, and Artemis Gordon, played by Ross Martin, as James Bondish spies during the Civil War, working for General Grant. was It was unique, it was well-written, and it was great fun. The villains were excellent, especially the wonderful Michael Dunn as Dr. Miguelito Loveless in a recurring role. Weston Gordon lived on a train that was tricked out with all sorts of gadgetry, which made for a great home base for the duo as they traveled the country getting into and out of jams. Some of the episodes and themes, were got, they got pretty dark, which was very cool for the time. Um, fast forward 30 years after the show went off the air, when a crime was committed that not even James West could solve, they made a terrible movie based on this great show. Not only is this the worst movie made from a television show, it's really one of the worst movies of all time. If I asked someone what the absolute worst movie they had ever seen was, and their answer was Wild Wild West, I would not argue for a second, and I would buy them a drink. Starring pre-slap Will Smith as West and the usually likable Kevin Kline as Gordon, this version relies too much on special effects and gadgets and ignores the chemistry between the two characters, probably because Smith and Klein had no chemistry. Adding to this mess is Kenneth Branagh as the son of Dr. Loveless in a performance that's an embarrassment to his entire career. The humongous mechanical spider he builds at the end is some of the worst CGI you will ever see in a movie. Ever. This movie still makes me mad when I think about it. All right, now that we're done with the direct, let's move on to seven movies, not ten, that were made from TV that actually got it right. At number seven from 2022, the Bob's Burgers movie. Based on the animated television show Bob's Burgers that is currently in its 13th season, 2001 to present with a total of 256 episodes to date. Now, this is unique to this list because Bob's Burgers is still on the air. It took seemingly forever for my daughter Hannah to convince me to watch this. I wasn't crazy about the style of animation, but the clincher was when she informed me that Bob 
was voiced by the same actor, H. John Benjamin, who voices Sterling Archer on Archer. When I heard that, I was in. I'm so glad she got me into the show because I absolutely love it. Everyone is so out there, but the message is very wholesome from episode to episode. This bizarro family is filled with love and support for one another. What makes this movie work is that it's kind of like a 102-minute episode. They kept everything that makes the TV show special. They didn't alter major characters. They didn't change the genre. They didn't have Tina swear. They kept it simple, and simple totally worked. At number six in our top ten from 1993 is The Fugitive, based on the television show of the same name that ran for four seasons, 1963 to 1967, with a total of 120 episodes. Also unique to this list in another way. And this reason is because I haven't really seen every episode of the show. I've seen many of the 120 episodes, but not nearly all of them. The reason being that the show wasn't that often syndicated when I was growing up. The quality show starring the talented David Jansen as Dr. Richard Kimball, the man wrongfully accused of killing his wife. Dr. Kimball was constantly on the run and being pursued by Lieutenant Philip Gerard. It was a very popular adventure thriller series, and the finale was the highest rated episode in the history of television before the Who Shot JR episode of Dallas in 1978. The film version, directed by Andrew Davis, is a taut, fast-paced action drama starring Harrison Ford as Dr. Kimball and Tommy Lee Jones as Samuel Gerard in a performance that won him a Best Supporting Actor Oscar. It was nominated for a total of seven Oscars and features some spectacular pre-CGI stunts. The most spectacular stunt involves a train hitting Kimball's prison bus as it sits on the track and then derailing. Real bus, real train, real derailment. The way movies did it back in the day. You can actually visit visit the wreckage. It's in Dillsboro, North Carolina. And I'm putting that on a list somewhere. At number five in our top ten today is from 2008. And it is Get Smart. Based on the television show of the same name that ran for five seasons, 1965 to 1970, with a total of 139 episodes. I mentioned earlier that one of the reasons movies based on TV shows fail miserably often is because that they can't capture the magic of the original actors and actresses that created these iconic characters on the small screen. In some cases, the characters are just too iconic, so in most cases it just doesn't work. Get Smart is one of those exceptions. Don Adams and Barbara Feldon were perfect as Agent Maxwell Smart and his partner and later wife, 99. Adams was exceptional as the intelligent but bumbling Smart, while Feldon played 99 with both humor and understanding. Adams and Feldon are forever linked with these roles. The filmmakers cast Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway as Max in 99. And they are a delightful pair with some pretty good chemistry as far as comedies go. This movie is fun, and I don't think you have to have seen the show to enjoy it, although both are worth a look. And they brought in The Rock, and I'm a sucker for anything The Rock is in. Well, almost anything. 
At number four on our top 10 of made-from-TV movies is from 2004, and it is Starsky and Hutch, based on the television series of the same name that ran for four seasons with a total of 92 episodes. I was totally blindsided by this movie. I watched it as a lark one day and was very surprised at how much I enjoyed it. This is one of those rare times I've read that 21 Jump Street pulled it off, but I never saw the show, when a genre switch actually works. Uh, The show was pure 70s cop drama, complete with the requisite 70s cop show main character gets hooked on Smack episode. The movie is pure comedy with Ben Stiller as Paul Michael Glazer's Starsky opposite Owen Wilson as David Soul's Hatch. Hutch, sorry about that. Vince Vaughn's the bad guy. <laughs> the underused and underappreciated Juliette Lewis is the mall. Fred the Hammer Williamson is the abusive Captain Doby. And Snoop Dogg is Huggy Bear. Snoop as Huggy Bear is the reason I watched this in the first place. Glazer and Soul show up when the new Starsky and Hutch sell the iconic 1976 red and white Ford Grand Torino at the end of the movie. Um, One of the complaints about these made-from-TV movies is how they, or if they even do it, use the original actors in the film versions. In this case, it was a home run. They're even dressed alike. It's very comical. At number three from 1987, is Masters of the Universe, based on the animated television show He-Man and the Masters of the Universe that ran two seasons with a total of 130 episodes. So, full disclosure here, the main reason this show and movie combo made this list is cannabis. While at BU, my roommate Robert and I watched the show all the time. It seemed like it was on a loop in our apartment. My friend Larry once bought me an inflatable battle cat for my birthday. Robert had a glow-in-the-dark Skeletor mask. We were in deep. The show is definitely self-aware, but it's also unintentionally funny at times. Our favorite part of the show was when Prince Adam would break the fourth wall at the end of every episode and talk to us about a lesson that was learned. That and Rob asking if I thought Adam could see us. (laughs) Some say the movie Masters of the Universe is one of the worst movies ever made. Well, it's certainly not Casablanca, but I think it's great fun. Dolph Lundgren is He-Man. Frank Langella is Skeletor. Langella said he thoroughly enjoyed making the movie, and he made it because his young son was a Skeletor fan. How sweet. Lundgren claimed it was his lowest point as an actor, and he made those three Expendables movies. 23-year-old pre-friends Courtney Cox is the damsel in distress. Billy Barty plays some kind of creature whose superpower is, I guess, uh, just annoying the shit out of everyone. And this film was a major reason for the end of canon films. It helped end an entire studio. And yet, I love it. In this instance, I'm pretty sure it's the cannabis. Number two on our top ten made-from-TV movies is from 1995, and it's the Brady Bunch movie. 
based on the television show, The Brady Bunch, that ran five seasons, 1969 to 1974, with a total of 117 episodes. Talk about it being hard to replace icons. Try casting Mike and Carol Brady. The kids in the Brady Bunch movie were pretty good, but Gary Cole and Shelley Long were amazing. They didn't try to replace Robert Reed and Florence Henderson because nobody could. Instead, they paid homage to the characters created by Reed and Henderson by incorporating little bits and pieces of the originals, including Carol Brady's hairdo. And it was, well, and Mike Brady's hairdo for that matter. And it was delightful. The key to this movie was placing the 70s Brady's in the 90s. They didn't actually change the genre, but they changed the concept a little bit. So we not only get a reimagining of the Brady family, we get to see them as the fish out of water with all their groovy 70s ways 20 years later. Which brings us to number one on the list of best made-from-TV movies. From 1983, Twilight Zone, the movie. Based on the television show, The Twilight Zone, that ran five seasons, 1959 and 1964, with a total of 156 episodes. I happen to be one of those people who thinks The Twilight Zone belongs in the discussion of the best show in television history, so no surprise to see this movie at the top of the list. There's so many unforgettable TZ episodes, and the brilliant Rod Serling gave us so much to think about and marvel at as we visited The Zone and the odd occurrences held within. I regularly showed episodes of The Twilight Zone to my classes over the years, sometimes to enhance a lesson we were working on, and other times just for fun. Gave me great pleasure to see 8th graders reacting to the twist endings as much with as much awe as I did when I first saw them when I was their age. This is classic, classic television. The movie consisted of four segments, three of which were episode remakes. The fourth was a partial reworking of an episode. These segments were directed by Joe Dante, John Landis, George Miller, and Steven Spielberg. It's quite a quartet of top-notch directors there. No surprise this movie works on so many levels. Personally, I think they should do a Twilight Zone movie every year. Pick four different directors, let them choose the episodes, and let them loose. Do this until all 156 episodes have been reimagined by today's greatest directors. I nominate Guillermo del Toro, Sarah Polly, Ruben Ostlund, and Isaac Esbon for the next one. Get on that, whoever's in charge of such things. As if they're watching. Well, that's a wrap from Cinema Wellman and the best and worst made from TV movies. What did we leave out? Did we miss one of your favorites? Maybe we did. Drop us an email at cinemawellman at gmail.com or shoot us a message via Instagram or Twitter. Hopefully you're already following us on those platforms. Join us next week for the top 10 and bottom five films screened at Cinema Wellman during the month of March. And until then, take care.